you know, as an athlete and my job growing up was sports. Yeah. I would pay for sports. I didn't ever have the time to do a job. So I wasn't really taught money. Um, I wasn't taught how to be disciplined with money. I never had it right. even growing up. I wasn't given it. We didn't have um, chores to have allowances. I, I don't think growing up, when I look back, I ever really touched money. Every yep. one of problem. my needs was provided for me. Yep. Um, and then when I got to college, there was this concept of money and loans. And it just like this world hit that I had no clue about. Yeah. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Welcome to Better Wealth Live. My name is Caleb Williams. And I'm Mariah Wood. And this is um, going to come out the day of, of recording. Um, this is live. It's, what is it, 11.07, August 7th. And I got to go to the airport in about 45 minutes. Have not packed. I have a couple other things I need to do. So welcome to the world of procrastination where we seem to continue to get things done, which is which is nice. But uh, yeah, it's, I'm glad that we're making this happen and we're committed to the process. And I have a, yet another wedding that I'm going to this weekend. Right, absolutely. Lots of weddings this wedding season, it's, even it's, in the midst of COVID. Th that's one thing. It's uh, I think Dan on our team, he's like, Caleb, you've been invited to more weddings in COVID that I've ever gone, in, I've ever attended in my entire life. And I'm like, well, when you uh, are the campus crew president and your family knows a ton of people, I, I know I was homeschooled, but we were very, had a lot of friends. And then when you're a lot of friends from the Christian community, they, they tend to get married uh, a lot younger than, than the average, um, I would say the average age of America. Absolutely. Yes, they do. All right. So um, this one, this, this episode, we, we thought uh, like we were coming in today. We're like, okay, there's a lot of things that we could talk about. What do we want to talk about? And, and it's interesting because both you and I were homeschooled, which by the way, homeschooling in general, I'm not going to call you old. <laughs> that was, I, I'm like, okay, I'm, I, I can't do that. But homeschooling um, back in the day mm -hmm. was a lot rarer. And I feel like when I was homeschooled, it was rare, mm -hmm. but it was like, super rare for you so i would love to just talk about that and then really we we both have a lot of similarities like we're, we both like to play sports we both had dyslexia we were both homeschooled and yet if you look at what we were taught as it relates to money it was, it was very different and it's interesting because the most engagement that we get on the show to date are people that want to know more about how to teach their kids about money and so what i thought in this short episode we could just talk about uh, the differences of how we were raised and uh, hopefully it can spark something for you. And I also just want to thank you guys for uh, making it fun to do these shows daily. It's, it is a blast. And uh, the kind of momentum that we're seeing on the, on the podcast numbers are really encouraging. And just I love getting texts, emails. Um, I, I want to just shout out to Jody. Uh, you know who you are. Uh, thank you for being such an encouragement and even sending out an email saying that um, you're helping us share the message like that. That means so much, and uh, I really appreciate you continuing to sh help us share the message. And so I've also gotten some people. Um, I, I did a very poor job when we got when I got into the New York Weekly. Like, that's kind of a big deal, and I just didn't share it at all. And I was like, and then I'm like, man, I should probably send something out to our, our email, email list, and so we did, and I appreciate all the, all the love that we're getting. So without further ado, any thoughts about this subject before we dive in? You know, I was actually, so it kind of sparked when I talked to you today about 
just an idea on what we should probably look at and why I actually started evaluating my life against yours is um, a lot of the podcasts we've been releasing have been a little bit about kids, yeah. you know, and, and so they are good information um, and they've been great podcasts with Jeremy just um, recently, the one that you had yesterday yep. with really looking at what the whole life insurance policy can do for a child over their lifetime. But then the other one has really been even you and Dan talking about kids, taxes, and pizza party. It was fun to, yeah. <laughs> to, to go through that. And then the Helamas. The Helamas. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I just kept thinking like, you know, I sometimes in my life, I've always asked the question, what line didn't I get into to right. really understand something? Why, why don't I have that? And then so when I started really thinking about, you know, your path and my path and us having so many similarities, I just was like, where where did our paths just completely split and so i really do think that it would be neat to before we start just to really know that my heart is being in this company my heart is to teach my kids and and you know i listen to podcasts like jeremy dan's and that you guys have been doing with the helamas and you can skip over it but right. to me because i am a mom and because i don't want my kids to stand in the same line line i did I definitely want to change how I parent. Right. Um, so I really wanted to be sure that maybe we tagged on to the other kid episodes and yeah. just talk about how important really this is. You know, I didn't even think about that, but if you look at using life insurance for your kids, like that episode is really important. And I, I'm just looking at the comments now. I'm going to later today going to respond on YouTube. Um, and so like that, that was, that was super fascinating. And then yeah, p pizza party and taxes and then, also, uh, the Helaman boys like that. That's just a really good example. So I love this. I, I think let's let's dive in and let's make this quick because some of our lives can go super long. Um, so let me ask you this. When it comes to your upbringing, what were some of the key things? I, obviously, we'll have a whole show that's just talking talking about your, you know, your whole backstory, which I think is fascinating. But like, what were some of the things that you look back on? And you go, man, knowing what I know now. I may have done different or it's interesting that like this this explains some the ways I think about money and, and maybe like I guess I'm giving you kind of an op opening to give an um, like how you were brought up and I'm going to share a little bit and, and again it's just a, a good way for us to just start thinking taking a step back and start being intentional with what we do. Right. Um, I think when I really look back the culture of money was not present as yeah. a family. It wasn't something we talked about aside from we're going out to eat or Christmas is expensive, you know, pick, pick your presents that you want wisely. Um, a lot of that stuff wasn't really talked about. Budgets weren't talked about. Uh, it just wasn't a family culture. And I think even thinking back to Bobby Rebels, you know, she talked about money yeah. being a family culture Yes, and it wasn't for us. And, but I do remember there's one incident that um, we actually, it's a tradition we have every year um, on new year's. My dad always makes steak and lobster for dinner. And he always said, I want to end the year with a bang. Like, and yeah. because his dad, despite the fact that they had money, wanted to end this year, a hardworking year, right. with the most expensive dinner, just treating yourself as though you were kings and being able to just enjoy the blessings of what the year is and hopes of the future. And then we have this other tradition where we put this bread, um, this piece of bread, a little dollar and a piece of wood outside. Hmm. And then at New Year's, we bring it in to symbolize... Um, this blessing of of coverage over our home, mm. food on our table, and money in our pocket. Wow. But the thing is, is we would always spend a lot of time on how we kept our home, 
yep. what food we ate. But the rest of the year, I don't think we ever talked yeah. about money. That's crazy. Yeah. And so I, I lived in a culture where, um, you know, I was an athlete and my job growing up was sports. Yeah. I would pay for sports. I didn't ever have the time to do a job. So I wasn't really taught money. Um, I wasn't taught how to be disciplined with money. I never had it right. even growing up. I wasn't given it. We didn't have um, chores to have allowances. I, I don't think growing up, when I look back, I ever really touched money. Every yep. one of problem. my needs was provided for me. Yep. Um, and then when I got to college, there was this concept of money and loans. And it just like this world hit that I had no clue about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so I looked at even just like with us, I was looking going, where where did you start? Yeah. Because looking at my life, I didn't start until I was probably 19 years old. And this is this is interesting. If you look at what's going on in our country right now, obviously, there's a big identity crisis that a lot of people are having uh, not to get super political, but it's just it's just evident. And then and it's interesting because what we don't talk about faith and money. There's another thing that we don't talk about, but we won't mention that on the podcast. Um, so anyways, it's like, man, there's a reason why we're broke because we literally don't talk about money. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's it's interesting to me. And I will say this. I, I got brought up in a home that we're, we're not like both my parents are not entrepreneurial. Like and actually, if, if looking back, it's kind of good because I got mentored by people that encouraged me to be more entrepreneurial and fail but my parents were not they were very frugal and so I think that was and that's been very much the key and probably as we work together you know that I just have a strong frugality bone in me uh, because I just like I do not like to spend money and it just got it just got fostered and like my dad made a lot of money did a lot of good things was running a, a company that helped I mean just doing a lot of things traveling writing books um, an executive for um, you know, a vitamin company, and yet he he drove he drives a a Ford Fusion that he that he got used. Now, it's, no, it's a good car, but it's not. It's like he could all of his colleagues driving super nice cars, and he just you know stayed stayed frugal. Now, now my parents all live in a really nice house and with a nice property, but but before that, for the longest time, we grew up out in the country. Still a great place out in the country and and I would just say I was modeled below like to live below your means also it's interesting I graduated college three years $21,000 which I know that's a difference in our mm -hmm. stories and so even from the beginning like my parents encouraged us they college was the route they didn't think beyond like oh college is just a way I think they're like this is the way but it was very it was like man we're not gonna I don't want to just send you off have you spent a ton of money, be in a ton of debt and, and be a little clueless? So it's like even like my mom would like we would work on ways where we could like get scholarships or do things at home. I lived at home when I went to school. All these things that I wasn't forced to do any of those things. It's just those it was because I was brought up on wanting to be frugal. And so what's interesting is there, there's and I have conversations with my parents about this all the time. It's like there's there's really two ways to think. A lot of people are broke because they have no self-discipline. Mm -hmm. They have, they cannot, like, you, you the, there's something I, I got raised up on, like, being able to delay gratification. Right. I really, like, I, I would be the kid, you, we all know the marshmallow example of, like, you put kids and you're, like, give them a marshmallow. And if you say, if you don't eat that marshmallow, I'll double it. I would have been the kid that would have never eaten the second marshmallow. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just very much, like, driven in that. 
Um, and so on one hand, that, that gave me a, a foundation. I would say that there would have been so many ways that we could have not gotten to where we are in business if I, ha- if I didn't have Bruegel um, ability. I, just, I mean, we were scrappy the first couple of years. We still are, but it just it's helping us got, get to where we are. With that said, a lot of people that are frugal aren't thinking abundantly, are not thinking about ways to 10x. And so it's like the combination of they're just in the world of saving money. And, and the episode that I did with Dan about coupons is a good example. It's like they're all about saving money, but their mindset's not on pr- producing. And so it's like a it's a it's a balance of like, yeah, I, I had I grew up with a frugal mentality. And if I just if I didn't get exposure to books and other people, I would have been I would have been the guy that was saving 40 percent of my income, but my income wouldn't be increasing. But because I had mentorship, I had like a combination of like how to think abundantly, how to think big. But then also like I still like we were talking about dinner parties and I'm like, man, I've never spent $60 on a meal like that. I don't even know if I would do that on a date. <laughs> like I, I don't even like that would pain me. And and yet so it's just kind of interesting on on my mindset. It's not necessarily great, by the way. I just that's just who I am. So did your parents like in your household Yes, you said frugality is a big thing that you saw witnessed and just did as a family culture. But did they like express, did they do things that helped you understand savings? Did they do things where you were? So I had to pay for things at a young age. So like even my sister, like so cell phone example, um, I, my siblings all pay for their cell phone. Now, I don't think that's crazy, but I think a lot of parents pay for their kids cell phone. We pay for our car insurance, pay for gas. Um, like there, so yes, we, we are taught, like even my little brother who's 12 years old, he is working, he works by the way, 12 years old, he's working, he's cleaning and making money, not a ton, but he's like, he's getting that mentality. He has over a thousand dollars in a bank account. That's pretty impressive. And, um, and so he's saving up for something. And, and again, if I was him, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be buying cause he, I think he wants a one wheel. But the point is he already he's starting to see values for things. And it's not like that's good. If your kids can just grow up and start seeing the value of things and what they cost. I was the kid that wanted to, you know, store that money and invest it. But the fact is my brother is growing up and he's not going to be given anything. Now, again, I didn't some some parents charge rent for their for their kids. I didn't I didn't have to pay rent after 18. So it's just I think it's all it's like there's not a. Oh, it's not black or black and white here. It's like my parents may have charged rent if they didn't think I was like just if I was just sitting around not doing anything. But they saw like, man, this kid has a mission and we actually like having you home and you're barely home. And they had they had the room. So it's just it it's just I think it starts with conversations and get teaching your kids how to handle money. Right. You know, it's it's interesting because you I mean, your family created a cult, like just a culture, even just that around money, which is, it's really hard because like you said, your, your brother is the same age almost as my, my daughter. Yeah. That's (laughs) crazy. (laughs) um, You know, and it's one of those things that uh, I'm a, I'm an educator. And so it's really interesting how sometimes, and this is me guilty as well. So this is, you know, this is me just confessing as well. Sometimes I assume my children learn by just watching mm-hmm. or observing me do things. Mm. And I remember, so this is one of those things, funny story, my dad, when I got my car to go to college, my first car, didn't ever really have to. My dad was always my coach driving me places. I never mm. had to drive. 
Um, so when I got my car for college, something was wrong with it. And he's like, well, Mariah, you have to change the oil. And I'm like, what is it? Like, I didn't do cars. I yeah. was, I was, I was a stewardess. Like I, I worked hard in school. I work hard at the athletics. I never had to drive anywhere. Usually when we were driving, it was super early in the morning. So I was asleep or I was prepping or my mind was on the game. Like I didn't observe the car. Right. And, um, I'm also not a car person. So that's probably like a big portion Same. of it. But yeah. I remember just being like, something's wrong with the car. And I panicked because I felt really bad. I had this car. I needed to be a good steward of it. And, and I felt like I was doing everything that I knew how to do. And he's like, you have to change the oil. You know, you've watched me change the oil a thousand times. Well, I hadn't. Yeah. You know, this, yeah. this idea that your kids That's learn by watching you. Yeah. And I'm like, oil, like, what are you talking about? Right. You know, and it's, and so he had to actually sit down and talk to me. And so it's, it's interesting because I think something like finances that we use every day, yeah. we may assume our kids catch on. Right. But without instruction and without leadership in that learning, yep. it's not going to sink in. So so a question I have for you listening is, are are your kids or the people that are looking to you, are they witnessing someone that has self-discipline? And one of the things that my parents did a good job is they explained what they wanted, they, they were going to do. So we never bought a car. I've, I'm the first person in our family to buy a new car. And I think they, I think... They it was they were so disappointed in Is me. Is that the Tesla? Yes, <laughs> so disappointed in me. And I was like, you have to understand when I when I got the Tesla, it was such a hard decision for me. And there's a lot of reasons I won't go on this podcast of, of why I made that decision. But it's like I was ingrained not to buy a new car. So, but that could be a whole another episode. Um, and I I actually think they were like legitimately disappointed. I. It's no joke. Um, but and, and then all uh, the other thing is like when we would go to a restaurant, we would never get we would never get soft drinks yeah, or soda. And OK, that was for two reasons, health wise. But like they would there's no way that they would pay for like I remember like no fries, no soda. I'm giving you this example. It's because this wasn't just like I didn't come out of the womb like just thinking like this. I just have always been like I've always grown up like we've we we were the family that had money that wasn't going to buy something if it wasn't on sale not because it, it was just like we were going to wait for that and it was just like we we got we ra we were raised on this idea of like valuing money and so um it's just very interesting i think also just discipline and i just see i see this uh, if you talk to jeremy and we'll bring him back in the studio sometime for a live but like majority of people their money problems are more personal problems mm -hmm. and it's just it's just one of those things where it's like really what's going on in your life could potentially be a mirror of of the upbringing that you had but then on on the mindset that you have going forward and so it's just it's just interesting and we're gonna we have some really exciting things that we're working on as it relates to like how how can we have conversations about money uh, one of my good friends um who I'll, I'll have on the show he's he just reached out to me the other day and he's like caleb i really really feel led to doing something in the space of helping kids with money helping kids with positive thinking, helping kids with just just being better human beings. And he reached out to me because he's like, I, I think you would be a really good person to work with. And so it's just, there's some cool things in the mix. And um, I'm just, I'm at, actually motivated to writing more books and creating more content that you can show your kids or show people under the age of 25 to just help them build a, a foundation. Because I, I also know that my upbringing, I mean, if, if we just compare both of our lives, like, we were both, we had similar values, but so different just based on sims. Really one thing. Really, I mean, because yeah. we both we both grew up in a family uh, valuing faith, yep. church, church family, yep. service. Yep. 
we both grew up in a family of sports or yeah. at least just loving sports and just yeah. working hard being dyslexic yeah. there's values behind that in homeschool right family yeah. you know but our 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 lives took a very different turn about college about what we would consider adulthood and a lot of it has to do yeah. primarily about the one subject of money yeah and and so do you want to you want to talk a little bit about college this could be a whole another episode but you're you would probably say that was the if you had one regret, would you say that would be up there? Absolutely. There, okay. And I, and I, but I, yes, yes and no, because I think it's hard for me to take on that regret. Okay. Um, I will take that regret on if I let my children do the same thing. And here's why, because Fair. I, you know, I, I have this a lot of student loan debt a lot and, and so does my husband. And that is the thing that we feel is the biggest burden yep. and the biggest struggle. And I remember having a conversation with my dad and when he's, his idea of what took place and I'll, and I'll back up to the story is his word to me was, and my dad has raised me really well, my faith, my foundation. But when I told him where I was at financially with my student loans and why they were such a huge impact on, on like a house payment of what we're making, he said, if I would have known it was that much, I wouldn't have had you go to college. And yet I was under 18 when I went to college. I had gotten a scholarship. I had done what he had, you know, yeah. our plan was to get a scholarship, but I went to a really expensive school because it would be close to home so that my family could watch me play. And it wasn't far away because they couldn't afford to travel. So I kind of emotionally chose a school. Um, and I couldn't, I wasn't, you know, by law, 18 to sign right. alone. Well, you just weren't, is it fair to say that at 18 years old, Mariah was not thinking about long-term cost of things, debt? Oh, absolutely not. Payment, because, like, because I was raised to always, every need was always met, but I knew that my parents worked hard. We always worked hard, but we always, we were always at that point where you work hard just to have enough money to pay that thing. Yep. So like I did sports, but I always did a, you know, a, um, a paper route or I worked um, for a company hanging doorknob things so that I could make money for my sports. It was never for savings. It was always just to have enough to be able to do what we needed to do, bare minimum, like yep. your whole living. Um, and, and this is a test, you know, for a good portion of Trevor and I's first marriage, living paycheck to paycheck because yeah. there was no yeah. idea of savings and we didn't grow up with the idea of savings. And so it was very much a, we're good because yeah. we have what we need. Like yeah. we're, we're paying for what we need. And then when we got to college, when I got to college, my dad had to co-sign my first loan because I couldn't. Interesting, because you were under 18. I was under 18, but I had had a whole bunch of freshman discounts. I yeah. had had all these, you know, all the discounts that come with your first year that they give you to make you feel better. And I had my scholarship. Um, but he still he still signed. Get this, ready? A twenty five thousand dollars student loan for my first semester. Yeah. So, by the way, like how many years ago was this? Um, that was in two thousand three. Oh, twenty three. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Um, there's some people doing the math right I know, now. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry for giving you. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> that was my high school year, and I signed it. Yes, I know. I'm thirty five. Yes. Say yeah. It okay. Um. So, anyways, I. I paid less for my three years of education. For my one semester. Did you live at your house or on campus? Um, I lived on campus the first year. Because of sports, we literally yeah, had to I be understand. there at 5 a.m. Okay. And I was there doing night yeah. classes till 9. Um, that was my first semester. So it was really yeah. interesting to me later in life when I played it out. There was this part of me that my heart broke because I don't know or think that my dad really had in even his head because there was this loan which he didn't yeah. have when he was in college that could pay for yeah. your college and it's great. I mean, I remember him looking going, you're gonna have to pay this back. You know that, right? But I didn't have, 
opportunity yeah. costs. I didn't have well, rates yeah. in my head. And so. And what did you go to school for? Oh, well, th- okay, this is a whole nother podcast, I promise you. Um, they didn't, my senior capstone, they didn't tell us that. Well, you shouldn't take out student loans um, that are more than the year salary of what you're going to be your main. Right, because you were going for teacher. I was a teacher. Which, by the way, love teachers. Do too. Oh, no, this, is, this has nothing to do about teaching. but They're first, not making any Forbes list for highest paid professors. Oh, no, I think, uh, you know, here in Colorado, I think the starting for a public school um, pre-COVID was maybe forty or 50000 and yeah. your first year of school surpasses yeah. that year. Right, and and so it's just one of those things that's like, uh, for any of you guys listening or watching, if anyone wants to help me take on the education system, and we're going to have uh, Praxis, <laughs> the founders of, of Praxis on, I'm really excited because they're a college alternative. Yeah. And um, I just, again, not anti-school. Both Mariah and I went to school, and we we're – we can look back and we could say, oh, would we have done this different? Would we have done that different? We're, we are where we are. Like, we're going to make the best. We're going to make lemonade out of this whole deal. And I see a bunch of people that, that, that come in. They don't fully know what they want. They're signing their their uh, future earnings to to a number that I don't think they fully understand. And they don't even know what they want. See, and I think that that was the biggest thing. I think it was the novelty of the ability, especially with my dad's generation, to have student loans, which w- didn't really exist best back then. It was like either a scholarship or you pay yeah. out of pocket. And and for his kids to be able to go, even though he couldn't afford it through yep. a loan, was great. You know, and so I I don't think I regret anything. I would definitely say because I can't. I don't feel like I had the ability to regret something that I wasn't that my parents yep. or I were not educated in. So yes, that is the burden that I carry now, but. Like you said with your mom, I love that phrase that she said, now I have a moral obliga- obligation with my kids. And yeah. so if I can make this a family culture, hopefully when I say something about college with my kids, my daughter goes, mom, let's look at this financially yeah. for my life because it's my life. Right. You know, I should be doing that as her parent, but I definitely want her to have a culture where at 17, she looks at it and says, mom, I really think I need to invest in a car. I need to think I yep. need a, you know, my education because I want to go into this field. How can we do it at the best cost? What can I do? Because you do talk like with the Helama boys, what what might you need to actually spend yep. to increase your income and things yep. you may need? You know, and be able to have that conversation the way that you had with the Helama boys, that's great. Right. That's a good idea. But it's really hard not to have like to be 17, 18 and making those huge life decisions without actually playing yep. that out for the rest of your life, that's pretty detrimental to your future. Yep. A couple things that I want to say before we wrap up. Um I we've been putting on a lot of podcasts and one of my fears is that we're burying some really powerful conversations. So stay tuned. If you go to betterwealth.com, we are we have a, a Better Wealth University and one of that is going to be on the podcast. And one of the things that we're going to start driving people to is, hey, if you're just being introduced to <laughs> the Better Wealth podcast and this is your first episode, uh, you're, you'll see what a, a, a rant looks like. And it's definitely, there's a lot of different episodes. Some people are super interested in the and asset strategy. I have a lot of great content with a lot of, with a lot of wonderful people um, that I want to be able to point you to. And there's just some classics. And so that is something that we're working on just so we can say, hey, welcome to the show. And we're making this daily so that because we're seeing our numbers grow. We I also know that like the person being introduced may not know some of our best hits. So that's one of the things. And then also, if you have questions about kids, money, if you've had things that have worked, we are we are going to produce something this year, whether it's a course, whether it's a um, book, 
and we want to be as relevant as possible. And and so I, I don't know exactly how that's going to look like, but if you have any thoughts, if you email me at Caleb at betterwealth.com, you could email Mariah at Mariah at betterwealth.com or info at betterwealth.com. We'll, we'll get your email, mm-hmm. I promise. And um, yes, I am very excited about that and just excited for to see our, our numbers continue to grow. We are, our YouTube is growing slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. Every day we're getting a few subscribers, so we're up to uh, 614 subscribers. So um, that's that's awesome and exciting. Any any final thoughts? Um, I know what you're talking about, and I know my heart is that. My heart is both education and my heart is both generational, especially as a mom of young kids. Um, I I will piggyback on on Caleb and say please email us because we want to provide. Um, our whole purpose of better wealth is to provide better wealth, better wealth in every area. And we're not the best parents. We're not perfect parents. We're not, we're making that decision um, to be better. And what we want to do is be able to also offer that to you as a community. So my heart um, in my process of learning how to educate my children in this, I know that there are parents listening who need that too. And yep. so we want to be a support. We want to do life together. Yep. And um, we want to take the wisdom from those who are doing it well. And we want to grow and be better in this area. So please, please email us. Um, we would love to have your questions that you had as a kid or things that you see as an adult that you wish your kids knew or you don't know how to teach your kids that are the best place to start. A lot of the question, more more anything in parenting, which you'll learn is, where do I start? Just where do I start? So we want to help along with that journey because I know I need it and that's where that's where I'm going. So I want to be able to do that journey with you. Have an intentional weekend. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review and share this with the people that you know and love.